Praise God. I'm excited to be here this morning. God has a word this morning. But he gave me an illustration. And I think you guys are going to get a kick out of it. But uh, I know that it's, it's going to speak to a lot of people. And uh, I pray that you receive what God has to say this morning. Amen? You guys are making strong. Who was here last week? I'm going to go from 0 to 100 real quick. So, put your seatbelt on. Uh, were you guys here last week? My wife spoke about the, the inheritance that we have. And it's amazing to know that we have an inheritance. But it's not just any inheritance. It's a kingdom inheritance. And as she was talking last week, God was revealing something to me. And, you know, this inheritance, she spoke, it was three things. It's indestructible. Es indestructible. It's uncontaminated. Es incontaminable. And it's unwithering. Y es Which means it's not weak. Decir que no es débil. So it's not just any inheritance that God left behind for us. Así que no es so when we say that we're co-heirs of the kingdom of God, que somos del reino de Dios, it's not just for an inheritance to be uh, appreciated or, or embraced up there, but it's something to us for embraced down here. And as my wife was speaking last week, God gave me this picture in my mind. As Jesus was talking to his disciples before he ascended, he told them, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving something behind. Somebody's coming behind me that is going to come for you, that is going to console you, and it's going to guide your path. And so instantly God spoke to me and said, that is the inheritance that Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And that is the inheritance that my wife spoke about last week that lives inside of us. And it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and me. And it's the one that guides us. It's the one that shows us everything that Jesus left behind for us. So it's an inheritance that needs to be appreciated. It's not an inheritance that needs to be taken lightly. Because like I said earlier, Jesus made a, paid a mighty price for you and for me, for us to be here. So it's inheritance that has worth. Right? It's an inheritance that has weight. It's an inheritance that has substance. That we can hold it and say, this is worth something. It's not about an inheritance about finances or millions of dollars that people have left to something that you can waste it. This is an inheritance that is eternal. Because it has substance. Because Jesus paid a price. But what do we do with that inheritance? Can we envision that inheritance? Can we truly see that inheritance? A lot of times 
we go through things and we say, yeah, we're co-heirs of the kingdom of God, but are we truly seeing the inheritance that was left behind for you and for me? And that's what I want to speak about this morning. The title of my service, I can see it. I'll ask you this morning, church, can you see it? Can you see him? Can you see him? God is in this place. He's here for you and for me. Look at the person that's next to you and tell them, if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. The book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18, says something so powerful. Proverbios, eh, capítulo 28, versículo, chapter 29, verse 18, perdón, capítulo 29, versículo 18, says, when there is no vision, donde no hay vision the people perish. El pueblo se when there is no vision, donde no hay vision the people perish. El pueblo, el pueblo se now, we're going to pass out something for you guys now. Vamos a repartir algo. I pray that I'm blocking up. And as we go through the sermon, I want you guys to put this on. Because it's going to illustrate exactly what I'm talking about. If you could go ahead and pass them off, please. Moses, if you could help me pull it out. Don't worry about it. Nothing that's going to harm you. But it's going, to, it's going to put the sermon a little bit more into perspective of what I want to speak about. Uh, we, we drove all Miami looking for this. We went to five different places. But it was, I think it's something, like I said, it's really going to speak to you guys. Amen? Es la bendición de Dios. But you're not able to see through. Pero no puedes ver a través. 
Your eyes are covered. You're looking at the things of God with the eye that's covered. <laughs> You're not looking at God with the eye that can see through things. But you're allowing those things to hold you back from seeing what God has for you. So therefore, you don't see God's provision. You say, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it to the end of the month because God's blessing is right behind the wall you're looking at. You can't see God's healing hand because all you constantly say is that I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. You're looking at the wall again with the no. eye that you can't see. You need to stop playing peekaboo with the enemy. Come on, church. You need to stop playing peekaboo with the enemy. And while he brings up those walls, he's, you need to set up, I can see through that wall. I can see through that wall. I'm not even issues, but I can see through those issues. I can see because I'm looking at it with my right eyesight. Now, us as human beings, we're very visual creatures. It has, we have to see things in order to believe things at times. Right. Right. Sometimes people tell you a story like, man, man, I don't believe that, so I see it, I won't believe it. Because right. we're very visual, we're very visual. Even, and even, even men and women, uh, when, you know, if, at times, if you're not walking in the path of God, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, back in the days when I would look for a girlfriend or, 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 or whatever, I would have to see first before I would talk to her, right? You need to translate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Sometimes we need to see through things. Because you ever, you ever heard the saying, don't judge a book by its cover? Right? And, and sometimes we just focus on the outer appearance of the person, but don't see the heart. And it's a funny thing because that's all God sees. God is not concerned about your outer appearance. God is concerned. God is concerned about the heart. He know he wants to know what's inside of here. He's concerned about what's inside of here. What's in here is what matters to God. And, and so there when we stay on the outer surface, we can't truly see what's inside. If you're looking at God superficially, you cannot see what's inside. You cannot truly see God for who he is. If you only see God once a week on a Sunday morning, come on, Sunday morning. God is not about visiting him on a Sunday morning. But it's about having a relationship with him on an everyday basis. We need to go deeper with God if you're looking for answers to the issues we have in life. Sometimes you're not finding answers to your problems at the surface. 
respuesta en lo superficial. Sometimes the answers to your problem are in the deep. Muchas veces nuestras respuestas están en lo profundo. And you need to swim into the deep to look for those things. Y tienes que ir profundo para encontrar. Because if you stay in the shallow waters, yeah, you're comfortable. Porque si te quedas en lo superficial, esa parte es eh, de área de confort. But you're never going to find what you're looking for. Pero nunca vas a encontrar lo que estás buscando. This happened to the Israelites. Esto le pasó a los israelitas. They were looking for something. They were looking for a promised land. And they thought they, thought they had found it in Egypt. And when they went to Egypt, they didn't realize what they had gotten themselves into. They were there for 400 years enslaved. They were comfortable at one point in time. But the same place where they found comfort was the same place of their captivity. The same place where you be finding comfort right now could be the same place that's hindering you from getting where God wants to take you. The reason why you're not advancing in life is because the comfort place that you're in it's not the comfort place where God wants to take you. See, because where God takes you, a lot of the times it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't seem right. So, so what do we do? We stay in our comfort places. I know what's here. I have control of what's here. So therefore, I don't want to go over there what God is calling me to do because it don't seem right. Wrong well, vision. You're looking at it with your eye that's covered. You're not allowing yourself to see through things. And allowing God to take you to where he wants to take you. Isaiah was a visionary. Isaiah would pray to God. God would show him a vision. And Isaiah would run with that vision. I wonder how many of us have been asking God for visions. But the reason we can't see them is because we continue to look at it with our eyes covered. Or we seem to have some sort of tunnel vision. And we seem to keep looking down the wrong tunnel the whole time. You're looking down the wrong tunnel. God has shown people in this church plenty of times vision, time after time. And sometimes we say, Lord, I, I need confirmation. I need confirmation. But how much confirmation do you need? How much confirmation do you need? You know, a lot of times God takes the specks out of our eyes and we're the ones to pick it right back up. Lord, I need a vision. I need you to show me something. God removes that speck. Here's your clear vision. Here's what I want you to see through. We pick up the speck and put it back on. You know why? Because a lot of times the things God shows us, we don't want to see. The truth hurts. Sometimes we don't want to see the truth. 
no ver la so we pick up the speck and we put it back on. And we use the excuse, I can't see right, I need confirmation. For the 20th time. Hmm. Or la 20th. Best. The 19th other time I really wasn't listening to you. Hmm. I really wasn't seeing what you were showing me. It's not that you can't see, it's that no you don't want to see. No es que no puedes ver, es que no quieres ver. It's that you don't want to see. Wow. Why do we allow, why we allow issues and circumstances to be dictate what God shows us? ¿Por qué dejamos circunstancias que dicten lo que Dios nos quiere mostrar? Right? Everything that we see in life is based on what we're surrounded by. Todo lo que vemos en nuestra vida es basado de lo que nos rodea. If we're surrounded by troubles, by issues, that's all we see. If we're surrounded by issues, that's all we see. We never see a way out. The word of God says that He already made a way out for you. He made a way out before you even got into that issue. But the reason, the reason why you're not coming out is because you don't have see-through vision. You don't have vision. God is trying to allow you to have a vision of what He wants for you, and you continue to block it. You continue to block it, dictating of what's based around your life at that moment. You have issues with your wife, you have issues with your kids, and that's all you know. That's all you see. You never see the other side. You never see that, that relationship being restored. You know, they, they, we, we've been battling for years, we've been arguing for years, and that's all you see. You don't see the way out. There's some of you in here that have a, a, a broken relationship, even with your brother or your sister, and you have not tried to restore that because all you think about is the constant arguments that you have. All you see is a picture of your arguments. From the time that you wake up to the time that you go to sleep, all you see is the arguments that you've been having for all these years. And you say, Lord, how can this even get better? How can you even restore this relationship? Every time we come together, all we do is argue. It might be good for a day or so, but then we go back to arguing again. But you need to see through those things. Why don't you focus on the last two days that you had a good relationship? Instead of focusing on the issues that you have at hand. Maybe then you will continue to have better days. Maybe at that point in time you will have a breakthrough in what you're looking for. But you seem to focus only on the problems. Never on the solutions. Never on the solutions. That's what they a lot of us have failed to see Jesus for who he is. If there's something that we need to change in our spirits, it's the same as the way we see Jesus. I think sometimes we just see him for this great God. We see him as a faraway God. As a God that is fed up with all our problems. 
comes with all our issues. Un Dios que ya está cansado de todos nuestros problemas. That is not concerned about the little things that we go through in life. Que no le importan las cosas pequeñas de nuestra vida. But God is more concerned about you than you can ever think. Pero Dios está más, más preocupado de ti de lo que tú puedas imaginar. God is concerned about you from the time you wake up to the time that you go to sleep. Él está más eh, preocupado por ti del momento que te levantas he wants to make you better. He wants to heal those wounds, those scars that have been there for years. God wants to heal those things. El Señor quiere restaurar y sanar las cosas en tu vida. He's concerned about you, church. Él está preocupado. But we don't see Jesus for who he is. Pero no lo vemos a él por lo we que continue él es. to have that blocked vision of who he is. Tenemos la visión bloqueada por lo que él es, en verdad. And think that he just shows up every once in a while and to be really and deep. God is all around us at all times. All the time. The word of God says that he's omnipresent. So listen, it doesn't matter how much you run away. God is there. When you run back, God is there. When you try to hide, God is there. When you try to go under your bed, God is there. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that blow your mind? That it doesn't matter what you can do or what you can say, God is there. But the problem is you don't see him for that. You think that sometimes when you do things wrong, that you can go back to your room and hide your room or maybe go to sleep and you can forget about your problems. Right? So when you wake up, the problems are still there. You know what's a beautiful thing? So is God. But the problem is, what are you looking at? Pero que tú miras. Are you looking at the problems or are you looking at God? Estás mirando el problema o miras a Dios? Are you looking at the problem or are you looking at your solution? Ves el problema o ves la solución? See, the solution can fix those problems. Tu solución puede arreglar esos problemas. The problem is, we try to get the problems to fix the solution, and it doesn't work that way. Pero queremos que los problemas arreglen la solución. He is your solution. Él es tu solución. He's always been your solution. Siempre ha sido tu And he will always be your solution. Siempre God does not change. Dios no cambia. God doesn't change depending on your circumstances. Él God no, doesn't change depending on how you feel. Él no cambia dependiendo como tú te sientes. God is not a God of feelings. No es un Dios de sentimientos. Well, we settle too much for just visiting God every once in a while. No, I just once in a blue moon, whenever I need something, you know, God is there. I know He's there. See, see, I, I'm sure that He's there. So whenever I need something, I just go ahead and visit Him every once in a while. While things are going good, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't need anything from Him. I, I don't need anything else from Him. Only when things are going bad, then I go search for God. I'll stay on the superficial. I go to church once a week. That considers, that considers me a good person, right? I pick up my Bible on a Sunday morning. The pastor says, read the verse. And we're speaking about Proverbs, and you're looking at pro about Proverbs in the New Testament. Or Proverbs is in the Old Testament. That's how much you know the Bible. Listen, it's not about knowing the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. No es conocer la Biblia de Genesis a Apocalipsis. But it's having a relationship with God. Pero lo que se trata es tener una relación. You know, a lot of times we ask God to take us deeper, to take us further into into His things, but we stay superficial with Him. Muchas veces le pedimos a Dios que nos lleve más profundo.
How can God take you deeper if you don't get to know him? Right? Don't you take time to have a deeper relationship with your wife or your kids or those people that you meet? The same thing is with God. We need to take time to develop a deeper relationship with him if we want to get to know him. Otherwise, all you're going to see is a superficial God. That is the relationship you have with him. How can you expect anything else when all you do is stay on the superficial level with Jesus? How can you ask more of him when all you want to know is Jesus on a Sunday morning? You know what we have? It's called blur spiritual vision. Because we're complacent. We're comfortable. We're good where we're at. Because I see Jesus right now. He's good. He sees me. He sees my little small issues. So I think my issues are going to stay that small. Jesus, so funny thing about small issues. Small issues become bigger issues. Las circunstancias pequeñas siempre se desarrollan en circunstancias más grandes. Because if you don't tackle them when they're small, porque si no te ocupas de ellos cuando son pequeños, they become bigger problems. Se convierten en problemas más grandes. Have you ever experienced that maybe at your workplace or or in a relationship that you may be in? Has experimentado eso? You argue about something. Discute con con alguien de algo. And then you say, well, you know, we'll get over it. You know, dice bueno. But if you don't tackle that problem, all of a sudden you argue about something else. You argue about something else, you bring that problem again into it. Now the argument got bigger because, oh, now you're bringing old rags out. I thought you forgot about that. And so then you continue on. You argue about something else. And then you bring up the last two things, and now you got a big problem. So you see a small problem, all of a sudden became a very big problem. <coughs> and I believe there's a lot of issues that we have that we don't tackle things when they're small because we tend to overlook them. We tend to overlook at these things. God doesn't want that. That's not how God operates. He doesn't want you to have a blurred spiritual vision of what He can do in your life. He wants you to trust Him from the most smallest thing to the most biggest issues that you may go across. Because the same way He can answer in your small, He can answer you in the big. He is the same God. Él es el mismo Dios. He's the same God. Él es el mismo Dios. But see, a lot of us in, in our complacency, de nosotros, en, área de confort, in, in our comfort zones, have these things called, um, what these sections called misery, right? And I think all of us have one of those friends where we call a person and every time we call that person their life is destroyed. 
Tu vida está destruida. Your life is in shambles. Destruida. You know, you pick up the phone and you're looking for help, you're looking for encouragement, and this person, all they do is bring you down even more. Estás buscando que alguien te anime, pero llamas a una persona and so, and so y te deprime aún más. ¿Qué pasa? You have become best friend te has with misery con miseria because of your lack of vision por tu falta de vision for who Jesus is. Por quien es Jesús en tu vida. You guys follow me? Yes. yes. You have become miserable te has convertido en miseria. Because all you continue to look are at the problems that you continue to have. Porque lo único que sigues mirando son los problemas que tienes. Instead of looking at the one that gives you solutions to everything that you're going through. En lugar de mirar al que te da la solución. So you have become best friend with misery. Te has juntado con miseria. And then you wonder why things don't change. Y después te preguntas por qué no cambian las cosas. You're uh, you're picking up the phone. And calling the wrong person. You're picking up the phone and calling the wrong person. See, it's not about picking up the phone and calling somebody. It's about your knees hitting the floor. Whenever you're coming across issues, you can't find it in the answers that the pastor gives you. It's not the answers that a leader or somebody from church might give you. Only God can give you the answers to what you're looking for. A lot of times, we're so comforted in the answers that people give us, and then when they don't work out, we tend to say, what's your fault? No, it's not his fault. It's your fault. You didn't look for your solution in the right places. See, you were looking. Your vision was focused on earthly things and not on spiritual things. He's the only one that can give you the answers to your problems, church. And it may not feel good at times. Like I said earlier, the truth hurts. And that's why we keep those specks in our eyes for longer than we should. Because we don't want to see the truth. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. Yes. I understand that. But the truth is also what's going to set you free. And he who is set free is what? Is free indeed. So you remain captive because of yourself. You remain captive in the same state of mind, in the same place, because you choose to. And at times for years when you shouldn't even be there. I've had people say, Pastor, I've been stuck on the same problems for years. And I said, what have you done about it? And he goes, why well, I go to church. That's great. What else do you do? You're involved in church? You serve at church? Do you go out to any events that your church may have? Do you evangelize at work? But you partake with all the dirty jokes that they say possibly at your job. Or you just go, oh, I understand. You go to Sunday church because you went to happy hour on Friday. Gotcha. Now I know why you go to 
first things don't change because of the way you lead your life. You're looking for answers in the wrong places. The answer's been right in front of you the whole time. But you look at it with the eye that's covered. God has given you confirmation over and over and over again. But you, you choose to look the other way. You choose to look the other way. The problem is at times that we have a, a childlike mentality. Tenemos una mentalidad de niños. Paul said it best. When I was a child, I thought like a child. Pablo lo dijo dice, cuando era un niño pensé como un niño. I acted like a child. Actué como un niño. So there I spoke like a child. Y hablé como un niño. You know the problem is? El problema es. We have a bunch of giant children in the kingdom of God. Tenemos un montón de niños grandes en el reino de Dios. Our minds. Nuestra mente. Or like a child mind mentality. And yes, I understand our, our minds are limited. We cannot understand the way God works. But we should not behave or act like a child. But who has children in this room? Give you a quick illustration. <laughs> when your children ask of you of something, and you don't give it to them. Y no se lo das. What is their behavior? ¿Cómo se they throw tantrums. They even go to the point saying, Mom, love, does it love me? And you have a sibling, God forbid. She knows that. 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 And so they start throwing tantrums. Hide themselves in the room. Until dinner comes out. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> now you gotta come back out. <laughs> You're hungry, aren't you? <laughs> and I believe we behave the same way with God. We ask God for something. But we have a childlike mentality, so therefore, if God doesn't answer at that moment, start throwing tantrums. I'm no longer God's favorite child. I see, I knew it. This doesn't work out. I'm done with this. I know this is all facade, all illusion. We have a childlike mentality. Therefore, our mentality becomes a habit, therefore, it becomes a behavior. So every time you ask God for something and God doesn't answer you in an instant because some of us want answers yesterday, you begin to behave in such a way. You know that people have asked questions to God for years? Have even been praying to God for years? And years have passed by and God still has that answer? Listen, I had a conversation with a pastor about two weeks ago. And we were talking about, um, you know, he, he was telling me, man, you know, um, he got divorced from his ex-wife way before. Uh, after he gave his life to, to the Lord. And his wife and his relationship was the worst, he was telling me. 
And so that day we were talking, and he said, listen, from the time that I got divorced, all I ever asked God when I gave my life to him was to please, not restore my relationship because things happen, but to have peace. He waited 15 years for that And you've been asking God for something for three days, and God hasn't given it to you, and you want to throw in the towel? Fifteen years he waited, and she called him out of the blue and says, "Listen, I know that I have not been behaving the way I should." Fifteen years. And we asked God for something. We wanted done yesterday. We don't get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. We 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 believe God for who He is? That maybe he hasn't answered yet because it's not time for it. My wife spoke about last week about the Kairos and the Kronos time. The Kronos is our physical time here. Kairos is God's time. And so therefore our time our time cannot dictate how God moves. Your prayer or the answer to what you're searching cannot dictate how God answers up there. So therefore, just because you have not received what you're looking for does not mean it's not for you. Maybe it's not just the time for it. Maybe it's not the season for it. Because if God were to give you something out of season, out of time, you will spoil it. You will not understand how to work it or what to do with it. Because spiritually, you're not prepared. So when we ask for something, we need to stop having that childlike mentality and begin to understand and see God for who he is. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his answers are yes and amen according to the Bible. But just because they haven't happened yet doesn't mean it's not a yes. Doesn't mean it's not an amen. But you have to see him for who he is. You have to see with that see-through vision of who God is. That's with me. I believe a lot of us get caught up in, in the past. Right? And it is the issues that we've been having that we cannot focus on God. But did you know that what you learned in the past is what you will apply in the future? Everything that you've gone through up to now 
It's never in vain. No es en vano. There's a reason for everything. You may not understand it at the moment, but there's a reason for it. And in due time, you will apply it. But how do you get to that point? By seeing God for who He is. By going to a deeper relationship with God and allowing God to show you what to do with the problems you've been through. But as long as you stay superficial with God, you're never going to understand why you go through things. You never are going to know how to apply things in life of what you've been through. Because you have that blur spiritual vision. God is showing you things. God is revealing things to you. But you can't see them because you look at it with the eye that's covered. Continue to block yourself out from your own blessing. You continue to block yourself out from your own blessing. Do you know that? That you hold yourself back from your own blessings depending on what on what you say and how you act on things? A lot of the times we say and a lot of the ways we act hold ourselves, they hinder ourselves from what God has already promised you. I'm never going to get to this. This is, this, is, this is my life. This is God's will for me, I guess. You've reached that point in life where you say, this is God's will. No, it's not God's will. No, it's not God's will. God wants better for you. God wants to give you his best. He's made his best available for you. The reason why you're not receiving that and why you're not getting that is because of the things that you're speaking. It's because of the actions that you take. So you never get to the point of your breakthrough because you stay stuck on your hindrance. God wants to give you the breakthrough but you're more comfortable in your hindrance. You're good in your hindrance so therefore you don't look for your breakthrough. You're asking for it but you don't look for it. Two different things. You ever been caught in that moment? You ask for things, and then you wonder why things are not happening? Or what are you doing about it? What do you do about it? There has to be an action. Things are not just going to fall into your lap, church. I'm sorry. You ask. God hears. God speaks. But then it takes an action in our part to receive something. It's a process. Like everything in life has a process. We have a process to receiving our blessings. We have a process to receive what we're asking of God. But a lot of times we ask. God hears. God sends the word. But we go the opposite direction. Always stay sitting in the same place. Never taking any action. Never having forward motion. Remember forward motion. Stay stuck in the same place. 
You know when you can't see your exit? ¿Tú sabes por qué no podemos ver nuestra salida? Out of your situations. De situaciones. Because you look for the problems to every solution that God has given you. Porque tú buscas un problema. For every solution that God has given you. Por cada solución que Dios te ha dado. You're looking for the problem to the solution that God has given you. Tú buscas un problema por la solución que Dios te ha dado. God gives you a way out. Dios te da una salida. You try your best to find your way back. You find your best possible way to look, go back. God gives you the answers. And it's like you're battling. Remember Jacob battled with the angel? So he said, I'm not an angel until you bless me. We battle with God and say, I don't want you blessing. I want to go back to my problems. I want to go back to my misery. I want to go comfortable there. See, the, the, the answers, the, the solutions you're giving me takes work. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. The problems that I'm in, I don't need to do anything else. I'm already in it. The solution you're giving me, I need to do something. The solution you're giving me is going to put me in an awkward place with somebody. I don't want to be there. The, the, the solution you're giving me is going gonna, is, is gonna to have me go apologize to somebody. I can't do that. But I wasn't wrong, God. Why should I apologize? Why should I go apologize? She's the one that was wrong. He's the one that picked the fight. Why should I apologize? Doesn't that make me look weak? Doesn't that make me look less? No, it doesn't make you look less. Does that, matter of fact, it makes you a bigger person. Because you know what? When you can learn to apologize and when you can learn to humble yourself before somebody that has hurt you, God will elevate you. God will Bible 101. Bible 101 is about humbleness. Not about exaltations. Well, doesn't the word of God say that? What you do in secret, God will do what? He will insult you in public. But if you exalt yourself in public, God will bring you right back down. That's Bible 101. When you can learn how to do that, you are beginning to have clear vision. When you begin, you begin to have clear vision, God begins to work. And when he begins to work, the solutions that he's giving you, all of a sudden become to start making some sort of sense. You start putting them together. Oh, I went through this because of this. Oh, I know now why this happened. I had to be a testimony for this person. I was in a lot of pain. But it's funny, some way, somehow, God got me through it. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I lifted the, the dirt off my shoulders. And I've been able to be a blessing for somebody else. 
See, it's not constantly about you, church. I know some of us have that mentality that it's just about me, me, and me. But it's not about you. It's about him. And sometimes he will use your pain, your sorrows, to benefit him. And by making yourself humble and allowing yourselves to be used by God, you will get to the places that he needs to take you. Clear vision. See through vision. That peekable vision. I can see through things. I'm not looking at my problems anymore. I'm seeing through my problems. Because I know when I see through my problems, I can see my God through that crack. Come on, somebody. I'm looking at that crack. So what the world gives you to see better 
lo que el mundo te da para ayudarte a ver mejor Dios dice tú no necesitas nada de eso para verte tú no necesitas lo que te da el mundo para verte Amen. 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 Vamos a ponernos de pie esta mañana.